What the hell am I doing? Welcome back to another episode of I Have No Idea What I'm Doing. My name is Paula Rogo and I'm your host. Last week, we spoke with Amagara Cosmetics founder, Siki Chigongo, about making tough decisions. And sometimes those tough decisions involve setting boundaries. I can say from experience that as much as I'm committed to growing my company, Kali Media, it has come with a lot of costs. I've had to say goodbye to weekends, family, friends, happy hours, holidays, and even sleep. It feels like I'm working nonstop just to make my dream into reality. I'm not saying this to scare you off from entrepreneurship. The experience has really been one of the most fulfilling ones in my life. I just want to prepare you for the realities of starting a company and hopefully give you some tips on how to survive. That's why this episode is about work-life balance. And I talked to some of the entrepreneurs and experts featured in earlier episodes, as well as some of the mini episodes, about how they try to find balance in their lives. First off, I should say, that all of the guests agreed that achieving balance is hard. In fact, June Gashui, who we featured in our third episode, wondered if we should just give up on work-life balance altogether. June is an attorney and the CEO of the JGIP law firm, as well as a talented entertainer. I listened to something this weekend, or yeah, this weekend that said screw balance. I don't know if you've seen it. I'll I'll share it with both of you. It was actually so funny um, because to me, I just sort of, I thought, what, what is this thing that we're striving for? I do, I do, I have an eight to five and then I have a five to whenever. I, I'm a performing artist. Um, so most, most weeks I have gigs, I have rehearsals. So my day doesn't end until I, I get home, whatever time that is, you know. And for me, music and art has always been like a stress reliever, but it's now a professional endeavor for me. I do this just the same way I run my legal practice is the same way I run my, my productions. And I put in the same amount of time. I put in the same amount of effort. I draft proposals for sponsors and partners. Like, And that stuff is not in my eight to five window. So my balance is horrible. Like it doesn't. So I, when I saw this video saying screw balance, I'm like, hallelujah, amen. Because I think we're putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. And I, I say that life happens in phases. So when you, I'm not married uh, and I'm not in a serious relationship anymore. So for me, the thing that I'm in a relationship with is my job. And my family is the only, if my mom says, come now, I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll go. If my sister says the same, I will go. But there's really very few other people um, that I would be creating that amount of time for, unless there is uh, a really deep friendship. Uh, I have more acquaintances now than I have friends, and I'm grateful for it, to be honest. But a recent health scare convinced her that perhaps she did need some help at the law firm. I'm starting to learn that delegation is everything. I recently took uh, five weeks off because my mom was unwell. And because of that, it, this was the true test of time for me. Like, am I dying, not wanting to sleep because I'm like, what are they doing to my company? Are they going to, you know, is everyone going to leave? Will they burn the place down? But they survived. I mean, one or two little incidents, but they were able to to rally and, and work as a team. I think for me, that thing called balance is, is I'm looking at it a lot differently now and I'm like right now if I can do the things that I feel I need for my own happiness for my own fulfillment and for me to be able to do my part in this universe during this time then whatever that is for me right now I believe I am doing and doing well. 
Tanya Mulamula from episode three also had great insights into how to hire people and manage her workload. She's the CEO and founder of Studio Red Communications in Tanzania. I think it's very important to realize when you need help, you're not supposed to know everything. You're supposed to surround yourself with people that you can count on that can help you achieve the vision you have for your own company. I'm, I'm struggling with the work-life balance. I won't even lie to you, but I know it's time to slow down because when you when you get tired, you don't think as well and clients pay us to think for them or with them or on their behalf. So, you, you know, I don't answer work messages on weekends or after 5 p.m. I think, Paula, you've seen I don't answer on weekends. It's good to shut down. It's good to delegate. It's good to trust the people around you. If I have a baby next year, I know that somebody will, will definitely step in and take the load away from me. And that's very comforting. But it takes a while for you to get there. You're not hiring, you know, robots and minions. You're hiring a family is how I take it. And as a family, you work together and you play together and you be you get successful together. But I suck at work-life balance, I won't even lie. I'm horrible, horrible. Work, drinks, dinner, sleep all weekend. I need to work on it. I really relate to what Tanya is saying because I suck at this work-life balance thing. And I'm not proud of that. I know it's something I really need to work on. Luckily, many of these ladies are starting to figure it out. Take Nabolaya Osembo, the CEO and founder of Ender Running Shoes. Over time, she has had to learn to manage a global company with her family obligations. I spoke with her in episode two. I used to be very stressed about it, but nowadays I just focus on what's the priority, what needs to be done, and I've also been searching the answer to this question, talking to a lot of people who are doing something similar, asking how they deal with it. And basically what I'm doing now is to just block key times. I know that when I get home, I'm not touching my laptop until the kids go to sleep. I know that I need to actually get out of the office and eat lunch. Like there's no eating lunch at the desk. I know that I have to wake up at X amount of time and at least do like a 30 minute um, exercise, whatever it may be. So after I have prioritized those key times, then it's just going to the business and saying, what are the key priorities? Anything else, I'll just push it forward. I used to try to do everything. It didn't work out for me. So kind of just now family and priority. And that's working for now. When kids are sick, they want their mother, you know. <laughs> so you kind of have to just um, cancel everything else and be there. So sometimes it's very stressful and I'm trying to manage it uh, because there's always, always something going on. Okay, ladies, this is a really great conversation, but I just wanted to take a moment to announce the next Kali Media Project. In January, we'll be launching Kali Letter, a bi-weekly newsletter that is an unfiltered lens of news, pop culture, lifestyle, and feminism for East African women. It's like an email from your smart, funny, and savvy best friend right there in your inbox. You can go sign up for it now on the Kali Media website at www.kali.media slash Kali Letter. That's www.kali.media slash K-A-L-I-L-E-T-T-E-R. Now back to this great conversation. I don't have children, so I can't speak on what it's like to juggle my business with kids. But Kelly Murungi, the creator of the popular personal finance blog, Rookie Manager, and business consultant at Lattice Consulting, shared some great insights as a working mother. She was featured in episode two. Especially in Kenya, we don't have uh, a lot of, so and in Nairobi specifically, we don't have a lot of social support for mothers. And this is something I lived because when I got my daughter six years ago as a single mother, 
I was also a CEO of a company with a team of about 54 people. And uh, I was learning on the job both sides. It was in hospitality. I'm not a hotelier. But I realized very quickly that, yeah, no one cares that that you have a child, that you just became a new mom. Seriously, like no one cares. But also, but what helped, I think, and, and it's advice that I was given by someone who went ahead of me. Mm-hmm. They told me, get a really, really good helper and pay them really, really well. Because your helper is what determines your productivity as, as an entrepreneur and as a woman who is working and managing family. But I, I usually tell uh, women entrepreneurs not to, guilt is not a very useful emotion, you know? So you focus on being present where you're at. It doesn't help to be at work and you're worrying about home. So do what you can, get a, a fantastic helper, put, a, put, put up structures and systems as you would in your business. So that when you're at work, you're at work. And when you're home, then you're home. So shut that laptop and, and focus. And you will find, you know, in between traffic and client obligations, you get really little time with the children and with your family. Make that time count. Yeah. And and just making it quality time. Mm-hmm. You know, don't spend, and, and I don't want to sound judgy, but if you have two hours, don't watch news and, and TV and whatnot. You know, talk talk to each other and just make that time count. Mm-hmm. Because really, I mean, research has shown it's not the quantity of the time we spend, especially with kids. Mm-hmm. It's the quality of, of time, you know, and how we make them feel mm-hmm. when, when we are with them. Mm-hmm. So you don't want your kids feeling like they come second to your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, despite the fact that, you know, sometimes realistically speaking, your business may come first because it's there and things are burning, mm-hmm. but you want to make sure that you're, you're balancing things off at home. There can be a dark side if you don't find some balance. You can't work nonstop forever and expect everyone in your life to keep adjusting. Siki Chigongo, who I spoke with in episode 5, experienced this firsthand as the CEO of Amagara Cosmetics. She recently stepped back from her company. When I said it was difficult, it was just finding enough time to see your family and to see your friends and to have a private life, or at least try and have one. Um, so... Initially, what I was doing was doing it in a very regimented way and saying Sunday is a family day. And that's just dedicated to seeing everyone, all your nieces, your nephews, your aunts, your uncles, that sort of thing. And then um, trying to see my friends maybe two, three times a week and basically having no life, no space to have a dating life. I literally didn't even know where that would go. And um, I mean, it's unrealistic to live that sort of way. Because not everyone just fits in a box and not everyone is available when you're available. And just being known as that last minute person because you don't know if you can flake out a dinner or not, depending on if you have a scheduled meeting. The consequences of overworking is something Nicole and Sony experienced with her restaurant, Inca Steakhouse in Rwanda. Nicole appeared in a She Has No Idea What She's Doing mini episode. People saw the glitz and the glam of, of Nicole having this amazing restaurant. But in the, behind the scenes for the first four months, I was extremely depressed, mm-hmm. extremely depressed. Um, you know, every day I would go to bed just thinking, what the hell have I done? Uh, this is too big. I was too ambitious. I can't do this. 
It's just this is too big. This is bigger than life, you know. But then every 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 morning you sort of tell yourself, Oh my goodness, I have all these young kids that are depending on me, all my waiters, all my kitchen staff and then you have, you know, the five other people who are dependent on them and they're counting on this job and, 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 and this is the dream is what I've always wanted to do. So to everybody else on the outside it was so glamorous and it's like, Oh my goodness, you get to live your dream, this is so great. But every night I went to bed crying, thinking, My goodness, Am I going to be able to pull this off? Nicole said her support systems were key in surviving her first year as an entrepreneur. Oh, they're everything. They're everything. I never knew the monster that it would be to open a restaurant. But because I have such amazing friends and, and family who believed in me from, from the get and believed in the, in, in more importantly, believed in the concept and the idea. Um, and so they really saw me through all those hard times and saying, hey, pick yourself back up. Come on, don't, you know, you're, you're not you're not a victim here. You know, dust it off. You know, get back on the horse. It's going to be fine. People have dealt through worse. In our first episode, we spoke with Shefa Okore, the vice chair of Kenya's Ukweli Party and the program manager of Siasa Place. And she agreed that support systems are incredibly important for her, especially as a public figure who has to deal with trolls on social media. This was her advice. Um, get a bunch of awesome women offline who can support and feed your soul. Because it doesn't get easier, but you need to build strength to make it through it because they don't stop. Trolls are crazy people, right? And people troll you for different reasons. And you don't even want to start analyzing why are you trolling me versus you? Why are you trolling me? So just get a lot of, you know, um, people online, offline who, who can protect you from all that negativity and get, get a way to get it out of your system. If and, and sometimes when people say getting out of your system, they think there's something major you do. Sometimes you just listen to music. Sometimes you just cuss. I think cussing is liberation and cussing was meant for sane people. So sometimes it's just cussing out, right? Sometimes it's just your silent moment in the corner of your house and your, on your favorite couch with the book and with wine. Sometimes it's just crying because crying is also really good and it cleanses your soul. Sometimes just taking a walk with somebody you really like and holding their hand. I mean, different things, but get offline once in a while and just get yourself together, get yourself centered. Now... For those of you who really cannot figure out how to balance your work and life, Melissa Mbugwa has a solution. She's an entrepreneur and the managing partner of M&M Consulting. We spoke in our very first episode. I just, I learned how to live from the inside out. I learned all this from a coach. Like I got a coach. Get mentors, get coaches, get therapists, people. Mm -hmm. Like you need your support systems as well as the girlfriend squad yeah. that holds you up. Um, and also good men. So it's about, so learning, like, for example, stuff like, are you a night owl or a morning person? What do you like to do in the afternoon? When do you work out? So that then I know how to protect my special me time, like my crying time, yeah. my wine time, yeah. my yoga time, yeah. my, silent. my silent time. So as long, you can call me and I won't answer when it's those times. Mm. You know, for example, I'll be on airplane mode or on silent, and I'll, but I'll call you back when I come out of my time so it's just about knowing I feel like it's more about me as an individual knowing what I need and then making sure I carve out the space and time for for that and then people just will know just setting those expectations like with clients like Sunday morning at 9am I'm not going to answer the phone honestly I think I might need to hire that coach Thank you to all our guests for being so open and honest about how they achieve or don't achieve work-life balance. 
Trust me, it isn't easy. But at the end of the day, our businesses cannot survive without us. So ladies, don't forget to take care of yourselves. Our final episode airs next week, and we'll be talking about women, entrepreneurship, and sexism. So tune in. And before we end the show today, we also want to find out more about our audience. Who are you? Where do you live? Do you like podcasts? Do you want more? Head over to Kali Media's website to fill out a quick survey. And I promise it will only take a few minutes. You can find the survey at www.kali.media slash podcast survey. That's www.kalimedia slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S-U-R-V-E-Y. I have no idea what I'm doing is a Kali Media production. I'm your executive producer and host, Paula Rogo. Our producer is Halima Gikandi. Our production assistant is Mame Frimpong. The music for this show was created by Ejaya Joshua, a.k.a. Jopi the Chef. And we recorded this episode at the Nun on Record Studio and Mojo Productions in Nairobi. You can find the I Have No Idea What I'm Doing podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. It will also be available on our Kali Media YouTube channel. You can find out more information about this episode at www.kali.media. If you like it, tell a friend. I'm your host, Paula Rogo. Until next time. <laughs>